Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen, and today is part six of six of the How to Start a Six-Figure Lawn Care Business in Your Teens series. And today, we're talking about everything else that you need to know to get on your way. Without further ado, we've got, we got, we got seven killer points right here. And I stacked this one out. There's a bunch of good information in this. So uh, get those earbuds in and, and uh, start tuning out and enjoy this episode. So number one, a safety Make sure when you're out mowing lawns, you know, weed whacking, throwing mulch, doing that kind of stuff, make sure the guys have eye goggles on. I got hit in the, in the eye with a piece of gravel probably three days ago. Uh, it was the first time I had not worn safety goggles in, I mean, probably the entire season. It was like the, literally the only time. I got hit right in the eye with a piece of gravel. My ear, I was getting like a pink eye. It was just not good. Just wear the safety goggles, just clear safety goggles. You can buy them at Home Depot for a couple bucks. Uh, ear protection is good. Make sure you get quality stuff. The stuff that I have right now is not quite up to snuff. Uh, it's like for like shooting ranges and stuff like that. So like short bursts out, boom. Uh, but it doesn't always work well when the mower is just droning and you're sitting on the mower for a couple of hours. So make sure you have good ear protection because nobody really wants to be going deaf when they're 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, boots, have them wear boots. I've had guys who wear sneakers. I wore sneakers for the longest time. Um... And if you're just starting out and you're like, I, I can't afford boots, I can't afford this and that, you got to roll, you got to rock and roll with what you got. But trust me, second, third year, you want to get boots. If you get your foot, I've got my foot run over by trailer. Um, I think there was a bunch of mulch in it. So probably as heavy as it gets. And I got my foot run over, but I was wearing a steel-toed boot, so I was fine. Um, some of the guys have hit dog poop and it's ended up like on their sneaker and just soaks through their sneaker that's not a good thing. Whereas a boot, you just walk around a little bit more and eventually it'll get wiped off uh, with the grass and stuff. And then pants, I would highly recommend that you wear pants. You can save yourself a lot of poison ivy and a lot of bloody looking legs. Yes, it's hotter, but if you live somewhere, you know, where it's a cooler environment, 100% wear pants if you can get away with it. If it is mad, 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 mad hot, maybe it's worth it to get a little bit of poison ivy and have cut up legs for, you know, to be cool on the job, but that's the choice you're gonna make. I would recommend pants. I personally don't wear pants as much as I should, but I'm definitely gonna do it more. The other thing is respect the equipment. I see you guys like ripping them around, doing wheelies on the zero turns. It, not not really the play here, guys. Like, don't be jumping hills, doing wheelies and that kind of stuff. Like, respect the equipment because you're gonna get hurt really bad, and it's just not worth being in the hospital for months just to be cool doing a, a little hop over a hill or something like that. Get liability insurance. So this is like uh, insurance that if somebody sues you, you're all set. Um, or you can pay for like damages at, at a, a client's property. I think I pay like 700 bucks for mine for a whole year, you know, and I'm covered up to like a million and a half bucks if I get sued, you know, $300,000. So if you got like a Lambo in the driveway and I smash my zero turn in and, and it fl flips the, the car down the hill and it smashes in, falls into the pond, I used to buy another lamp out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. If I shoot out your, you know, your uh, stained glass window at your church, we're all set. I got the $300,000. Another thing is get workers' compensation insurance. Uh, this is something that's super heated. I don't know if it's mandatory in the state that you guys are in. It is for me, and I would get it regardless, even though a lot of the guys are, like, way younger and really they don't need it. Uh, you're just going to save yourself a headache. Some clients, if they hear that you don't have workers' comp, they'll drop you or they'll, you know, report you or or to come after you or something like that. And it just gives you a little bit of a buffer if one of those guys doesn't have respect for the equipment, does something stupid, hurts himself, and has bills to pay. Uh, number two, crazy clients. With this, just be respectful, drop them gracefully. Uh, I have a whole 
episode on the, on uh, dropping clients. I think it might be coming out either this Friday, last Friday, or next Friday. I don't know. I record stuff like it. I just I just get it done when I can. But it's coming out here soon. Don't talk smack to the guys about the crazy clients either, because they'll pick up on it and then they'll talk smack about them and they're going to talk smack about the client right when it's the worst. Like you're driving by their house and they're outside in their lawn or, uh, you know, their best friend is next door or whatever. Just, just treat them respectfully. Don't talk smack about them. I, I've done this. I, I am guilty of doing this and the guys will, you know, then make fun of all oh, this crazy client. Oh my goodness. And it's like, who, who's going to hear that? You know, that, that could go really poorly and turn people off. Um, and don't let the crazy clients ruin you. I know in the beginning of the season, I was just so stressed out. I was just like, Oh my goodness, my quality isn't there. People were just hating on me. They're disappointed in me, you know, all this stuff. And don't let those crazy clients who are just kind of like a fringe client who are just obsessive and, and ridiculous, don't let them get to you and ruin you. It's just not worth it. If you have to drop them gracefully, if you can't think you can build up the mental strength to do it, you know, you can keep them on. I'd recommend it's better probably just to, to drop them gracefully sooner rather than later. Number three, competitor relationships. This is a big thing because I'm a very competitive guy, but with the other companies in the area, I'm very friendly with them. I know who they are. Um, I've spoken with them before. I compliment them when I see new equipment. I ask them questions if I have any, you know, building up that relationships because we're here to make friends, not enemies, because when you make enemies, the fight is on. And if you don't have what it takes to win, you're going to get destroyed. And a lot of times if you're a teenager just getting started and they've got a decade of experience in the industry, they're going to womp you and it's not going to be fun. And be respectful. A lot of the guys have been in it for a long time. And I don't think it should be something that you should pursue for your entire life unless you do it really, really well. You'll see the guys with the ratty pickup trucks and, you know, the ratty everything, not clean and, and just all the stuff. And uh, just be respectful for to them. I know, I know it might not be something that you especially look up to. But they have a lot of experience in an area that you are trying to learn and they could possibly have some insight or um, you know a networking opportunity for you and then speak highly to others so if there's a good company in my area for example danny danny bova was on the show and he actually lives i can't even say because i think his house address is like on his business profile or something like that but he lives close to me it was pretty close to me and um i speak very highly of him to my clients and I said, them like, oh, my goodness, his prices are crazy. He can be a little bit rude. I'm like, yeah, but his work is top-notch. This man's work is top-notch. You can't, you can't beat his work. Um, and just little things, just, just speak highly of other companies. And it'll tell the, the potential clients or the clients that you have respect for other people. It's just a respect thing, guys. And really, like I said, we're here to make friends, not enemies. Sometimes you can step on each other's toes a little bit. Just, just win and lose graciously. Don't be crazy underbidding people on stuff. That's a, that's a very easy way to make enemies. Um, I'm not saying don't, if you, if you have a better system to do the properties and they're charging too much money, go ahead. That that's fine. That can be something that you do is, you know, like I'm charging 30, they're charging 40, you know, I can do it for 30 and still be plenty profitable, you know, very profitable. And I'm not being a jerk. He's just being a little bit of a jerk off charging that high of a price. That's fine. Um, but yeah, they, don't make enemies. It's not worth it. Uh, number four is building a network and it ties closely into, you know, competitor relationships. But uh, build a team first off. Uh, have a CPA. Have a crew of guys. Uh, have uh, friendships with the competitors because guess what? When your mower's broken, when your truck's broken, when all your weed whackers are in the shop at the same time, who are you going to ask? You know, you're, you're not going to pull the money out of your rear end and, and go buy a brand new mower for the week. But maybe you can rent it from one of those the friendly competitors who had an extra mower, you know, sitting in the shop right now. 
Uh, you're also going to want to find guys who can service mowers. I know that maybe some of you guys are more mechanically savvy than I am, but I get most of my work done at a shop down the road. Mowers Plus, my boy Jay out there, we've made, I've, I've made good friends with them. I've dropped a lot of money there before. Um, dealers, make good f friendships with dealers. They can get you, uh, you know, better pricing. They'll uh, let you know when they have equipment in that you're looking for. It just works well. And plus, who, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to have a network of friends who know the ins and outs of the industry like more than you do? It's just perfect. Um, but make sure to give value to others. All these, all these friendships and all this networking, like the CPA, you give them business and maybe you give them referrals to, if you I guarantee if you give them like five or six referrals, they're going to do your, your tax returns better and they are going to, uh, you know, feel less obligated to charge you extra for any stupid little thing. Um, same with the crew, pay them well, uh, do fun things with them, reward them sometimes. I bought my brother, he's been with me for like two years. I bought him like a $150 watch, like a, a nice, nice watch. Um, yeah, just give value to him. Even the friendly competition, just be like, hey man, if you gotta borrow more for the day, you know, and I've got an extra one sitting around or I already got my properties done for the week, you know, 50 bucks and it's yours for the day. You know, filled up with gas, 50 bucks and it's yours for the day. Build that relationship. Um, same with the service guys, referrals. Everyone loves a good referral. Um, and that's just giving value to them. And then make sure that you're giving more than you receive because maybe sometimes you have to ask for a crazy thing like, hey, dude, my, my truck's done. Like, my trailer broke too. My zero turns, I don't know, you know, what to put them on. I can maybe rent a trailer, but I, I, I need a truck. U-Haul, they don't have any trucks available. They're, nobody else is renting me a truck. And maybe they can be the savior. Um, but until then, make sure that you're giving more than you receive just in case something like that happens. It's come, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come in handy, for sure, 100%. Um, number five is keep learning. Listen to podcasts. Watch YouTube videos. Read books. Uh, take courses. Uh, do coaching if it's available. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of other, you know, I don't want to say like rival uh, podcasts and YouTube channels and all that stuff, but there are, they're competitors sort of, but like I said, like the relationship that I have with them is, you know, a friendly one, you know, it's not like, ah, oh, we're going to battle it out because they have been doing it for longer. I have respect for them and they could easily wipe me out if they wanted to. Well, YouTube and, and social media is kind of weird, but yeah, like wiping you out, it's a little bit different, but you don't want to get a bunch of, of flack from them and they're talking about how terrible you are on their you know, channel or podcast because you're coming after him. It's just not a, it's not a good deal. Um, but anyway, yeah, just keep learning. There's guys out there. There's plenty of other people. Fullerton Unfiltered, uh, the Mike Andy's podcast. Uh, what is that other one? The Green Industry Podcast, the Green Grind. There's a couple of other good ones out there, and a lot of them are going to start talking over your head because maybe if you're just getting started, if you're younger, uh, maybe you don't know all this stuff, and it takes a couple of years to pick up on all the lingo um, that, that they're going to be using, but maybe you can pick up a couple of good concepts in there. And they have some stuff that you can buy from them that, that they have good. I, I mean, I'm not making any commission. And, you know, personally, if I ever started a course or do coaching and, and that kind of stuff down the road, like, I'm not just tooting their horn just to, you know, like, I, I want to give them value too and say, look, these guys do a quality job. You know, it is worth it is worth your time. It is worth your money to be consuming this content. Keep learning. Keep improving. Uh, number six, play the long game. So first and foremost, reinvest. Second, build relationships. Third, be honest. Fourth, do good work. Uh, what is that? Fifth? Yeah, fifth. I'm losing count here, guys. I'm getting old. Uh, don't get discouraged. And then sixth, have a bigger picture and vision. Just kind of basic stuff. Reinvesting. 
almost all of the companies that I've seen that are, you know, more successful than me and the guys are like the same age as me or a couple months younger or a year younger than me, um, or maybe just the same age, that kind of deal. The reason why is they started young and they reinvested like crazy. And now they're living in, they're living the dream. I know a guy who, uh, he has, how many cars does he have? Like a hundred and they're nice places. I mean, like an acre, you know, fancy, ritzy neighborhoods. Him and his buds go out and they, they just have a blast. They've got great equipment. They've got extra blades. They've got tools in the truck. If something broke, they're all set. They can fix it on site. It's just crazy. And the man's, I think he might be 16. Mm, maybe 17 by now. I don't. I can't quite remember how old he is. He he just bought a Camaro too. I mean, it's just nuts. He's living it up, man. Like I wish that I could live a life like that. But he did it because he reinvested from the beginning. Uh, also, building relationships really good. Getting advice from other people. Being honest. It's a pretty self-explanatory, guys. Nobody wants wants to work with a sleazy guy. Uh, do good work because that's that's what's gonna get you referrals. Uh, don't get discouraged. Sometimes you're like, oh man, I'm only at 22 months. This, that, the other thing, this expense, that expense. Like, I had to drop $1,200 on my trailer that I was not expecting. Um, there's just so many unexpected expenses that I've had this year because I just didn't know what I'm doing. But I'm not going to get discouraged. You know, we're going to blow up. We're going to make this dream happen. And it's going to be exciting. But also, again, have a bigger path and vision, bigger picture for yourself and say, my, you know, my vision it might be to build the next $10, $20 million lawn care landscaping business. Or maybe it's to use this as a springboard to pay for a higher education that my parents can afford to pay for. And I don't feel comfortable taking on a loan to do this. Um, and I love hanging out in the sun and making some cash and, and buying some fancy toys now, you know, enjoying my teenage years, but saving up for, you know, college or or some business conferences or that, that kind of deal. Have a bigger picture and vision, you know, say, where do I want to live? How do I want to live? What kind of person do I want to marry? What kind of kids do I want to raise? What kind of life do I want to live? You know, that, that kind of deal, have a bigger picture. And it makes the, the little stupid things, like spending $1,200 on fixing your trailer, you know, seem like not a big hurdle. This makes it, you know, easy. Um, and then number seven, kind of, it, I kind of led off with the, the bigger picture part, uh, is having a greater purpose for your business and your life. Dream big, find practical ways to start living your dream today. Um, uh, find stepping stones from where you are today to where you want to be. Um, and so I'm gonna get I'm gonna give an example of that. So next year, uh, we are buying a well. It's kind of I might buy it this year, but we're selling the Ram. I got a 2009 Ram 1500 with a 5.7 liter Hemi right now. I'm gonna tell you guys, I it's, I'm not proud of it, but at the same time, it's kind of dope. I've got 165,000 miles in the truck, and I got it with like yeah, like 165,000. I don't I don't know how I've put so little miles on it. Maybe about 170. I don't. But anyway, I'm getting rid of the truck because I want to get a nice one. I'm super hyped for this. Uh, I'm buying a Ford F-150 Raptor. It's the SVT, so it's like one of the older ones, like the V8 and stuff. So when you look at the brand new ones, you're like, oh my goodness, he's getting a brand new Raptor. No, it's an older truck, but it's still a mint, 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 mint truck. The thing is so, so sick. Um, I thought it was going to get an enclosed trailer. Not happening after I just dropped 1200 bucks on that. I'm buying a house. Yeah, I don't think I've, I don't think I've mentioned that very much before, but I'm buying a four-unit apartment building, doing a house hack style thing. I just need money for that, and I need to know how to do that. And so, how do I start living my dream every day? And how do I start, you know, taking those step uh, stepping stones? Uh, like, so for example, for me, for the home, uh, I'm analyzing two real estate deals every day. So I'll go on MLS or Bigger Pockets or or whatever sites has have homes for sale. I figure out 
how much I'm going to make on the property, how much it's going to cost the down payment, how much I want to spend on renovations. Is it a good deal, good area? What's going on with previous owners? Like all this stuff, I get all that stuff figured out so that I'm learning so that when I go to buy the place, which I'm going to buy it, oh, what is that? May, like late May or early June of 2023. Now it sounds really far out because that's like, what are we in right now? This is this is uh, September, so let's say September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. So like, that's like eight or nine months out. Like that's mind blowing. That's so long from now. But I'm getting prepared now. So when when I'm ready, I'm like, boom! I've got a property ready to go. I've got the money in the bank account. You know, here's the check. Here's let's get let's get the financing all put together. My credit score looks good. This looks good. That looks great. Um, just start start taking the stepping stones towards your dream. Um, I'd also I'm also going to be purchasing a Porsche, a 911 Carrera 4S. It's not a brand new one. Again, guys, you know they're nice cars, but I I, I am gonna buy a used one next summer. And so I have a certain have to have a certain amount of money for that. I want to go to certain business conferences. I want to you know wear a certain type of clothing that you know maybe it's a little bit more high quality than just Walmart or hand-me-downs. You know, I want to uh, have different relationships that maybe require me to go out a little bit more and, you know, spend a little bit more money. And so I just have this baseline of, of what I'm looking for. And it's like, can I start living this dream today? And for me, I'm living the dream by analyzing these deals because it's one step closer. It's one step closer to having my own place that pays for itself and it's an appreciating asset and I get tax write-offs and all this stuff. You know, with the Raptor, um, you know, every day that I'm working on this, I'm working towards the Raptor, and, and I'm also going to Africa. Um, that's pretty expensive. It's like ten grand um, for four months. Yeah, four months is a long time. But I'm, I'm getting ready for that. I'm gearing up for that house down payment, Porsche Raptor, all these different things that are kind of coming together. And I just, I have, I have that vision. I'm like, this is the life I want to live. I want to get up at, at, at you know, five o'clock, go to the gym, come back, eat breakfast, grind it out, podcast, talk to you guys sell some stuff, lawn care, boom, 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 and like get to enjoy that life. And I just have a big dream for that. And I'm trying to find practical ways to start living that now. Um, for example, uh, building the systems that I'm going to want next year, uh, getting the clients that I'm going to want next year, getting prepared for that lifestyle next year, and, and me getting ready for it next year. It's actually starting to live the dream this year, which is crazy. Um, and then once you've done that, give back. Um, I have had some opportunities to be very generous with the money that God's provided me with. Uh, he's really kind of hooked me up lately. And it kind of feels like I'm getting left high and dry in some certain situations. We had a guy that I thought was going to get hired. Didn't happen. I was looking at acquiring some properties. It's kind of still in the works. So probably by the time that this goes up, either I've acquired the properties or that deal fell through. And just a lot of crazy stuff going on. But I'm just like, Lord, in the midst of this, I'm going to give to your children. I, I'm going to be your hands and feet and giving Giving is just so, like, if you can't give when somebody is in need, give them something that isn't yours to begin with, that it's God's that he gave you. Like, you're never going to, you're never going to reach a point where you're happy and you're content enough to give and, and share with others. You're just never going to reach that point. If you're not doing it now, starting out, like I said, with like building systems, if you don't build the systems when you first build the business, when it scales, it's just going to become a nightmare and it'll get harder and harder to improve your, the quality of your service and to improve the quality of your systems within within your business. So that's what I got for you. Obviously, I get a little bit long-winded with the greater purpose kind of stuff, but exciting news. We got another series coming out. Um, it is a four-part series, and we're going in-depth on kind of what I talked about on the first episode of the part one of six of this past series of the how to start a lawn care business, a six-figure lawn care business as a teenager. Um, 
and this one's gonna be entitled The Foundations and First Steps to Starting Your Six-Figure Lawn Care Business. So it's more of a practical, like here are the four, in each episode, here are the four things that are the first things that you have to think about, and I give you, I literally tell you, here's what you're gonna do in this situation. Go do it, and you're gonna start setting these barriers up, and then we'll go into another series that talks about what we talked about on the second episode, which I think we talked about equipment, Oh, you know, I'll talk about whackers, blowers, trailers, trucks, everything. One episode dedicated to each of those, just so we can go in depth and say, this is what you're getting. Because I really wish that there was just someone who said, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do. And I could just plug in the numbers. I could just throw a little bit of money at it, throw my time at it, throw my own unique twist at it, and just build the six-figure lawn care business. I wish there was someone doing that when I started out, and that's what I'm kind of doing with that. Uh, the four parts are going to be creating a brand, uh, getting in the right mindset, expectations, and goal setting, and dealing with parents and getting them on board. Super excited for that. We got, uh, as I said, I've said in some past ones, Mondays are interviews, Wednesdays are gonna be that series. We're starting that uh, four part series next week on Wednesday, and then Fridays are some cool, funny, and sometimes horror stories, um, solo episodes from me. So if you guys got value out of this, please leave us a five star review. I know it was a lot. If you have to go over and listen to it again, I leave us a five star review, follow us, and uh, I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace out, Girl Scout.